I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your, Your Angry, Angry Neighborhood, Neighborhood Feminist. Feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspective. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very different kind of mini episode. As you all know, Keegan is back home right now for the Black Arts Alliance of Southwest Missouri performance. So I have decided to invite some other ladies of the podcasting universe here to join me. And today, instead of hearing just the usual news of what's going on, uh, we are going to be hearing some news of what's going on in a phrase that I really hate, but I have to say, Bachelor Nation. Uh, (laughs) Today... (laughs) I am joined by the hilarious duo Jenna and Danica, or as I like to refer to them, Janica, from the Date Card Podcast. Hello, Jenna and Danica. Hello. 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 How are you all doing today? Welcome. Um, a different kind of fresh hell, I think, today. A than, different kind than of normal. fresh hell. Yeah, it's a refreshing Sunday kind of hell in my, in my universe. I don't want to speak for Jenna. Well, but. yeah, mine's been pretty horrible, to be honest. <laughs> I loved when you said that, or you're like, oh, I don't want to say Bachelor Nation. Yeah, Bachelor Nation is a vibe completely. And yeah, I feel I feel peak white girl when I say Bachelor Nation. You know what I mean? Like I just feel like I've reached like the peak of my like most basic level. You know what I mean? But there's there's nowhere else. Like there's nothing else to call it. That's just what it is. It's become this whole like world amongst itself. So yeah. before we get into all of that craziness though, mm-hmm. so why don't you tell everybody a bit about yourselves, about your show, whatever you want to share. Mm. Share it. Um well, uh, my name is Jenna and um I started Descartes Pod like almost 3 years ago when Becca Kruppen's season started and 
I was floundering alone and I met Danica. Yeah. I met Danica on a different podcast fandom Facebook group for a podcast called My Brother, My Brother and Me. Um, What's My Brother, My Brother and Me? It's a comedy kind of improv podcast that is a an advice podcast and it's three brothers from the midwest and it's just like silly funny goofiness and that's awesome danica found me on that page because i was talking about something i think bachelor related and she like slid into the dms like a total slut and was like hey let's talk <laughs> no 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 i slid into the dms because you were horny yeah you you were posting about good boy watch yes, which has true. happened a year prior yeah so Good Boy Watch was like a live event that the the brothers did here in Portland when we could still go outside. Right. And by the way, I've always wanted to go to Portland. I'm so jealous that yeah. you live there. Continue. <laughs> Portland is fine. <laughs> I um so Jenna was doing, I think, merch or something mm-hmm. that night, and like she met and see, this is where I should have just stopped and abandoned you completely. You met some dude there, and yeah. you were like, yeah, I, I would like to have a beer with this person. And he, he was, like, flirting with you. And yeah. then you were you used, like, the hashtag, like, good boy watch, and, like, a bunch of people, like, retweeted it. Like, it was retweeted by Lin-Manuel Miranda, and I remember seeing it the year prior, and yeah. I didn't know that this was, like, a Portland thing. <laughs> oh, my and gosh. so I just, you know, I was horny for attention, so I was just like, please be my friend. Yes. And then we found this similar connection in The Bachelor, and I found out that she was doing a podcast. I um, love it. And I invited her over one night, like, a total, just, like, Oh, yeah, she won't kill me. She's a stranger online, but she lives in my town. Please come to my house, my apartment. You and invited her to your home? Yeah, I invited her to my apartment Jenna. to get drunk on wine and watch The Bachelor and record a podcast. And it was just, yeah. like, fucking... Match made in Match made in ahead. And I was like, give my first impression rose to this bitch right now. And Aww. I made her come back every other week. And then eventually I was like, you're here forever. And I we've been podcasting that. now for two and a half years, I'd say. Um... It's the best ever. It's also the worst. It's, uh, <laughs> Descartes Pod is, uh, it's You guys put beautiful. a lot of, of work outside of podcasting into yeah. this. So I'm going to talk about how I found y'all really quick. <laughs> so I am new to watching The Bachelor, like, within the last couple of years. Um, but I don't half-ass anything. I whole-ass everything. <laughs> so I got, like, super into The Bachelor and, like, following all these pages and following the hashtag and wanting to know all the spoilers and Reality Steve and, like, just all of that stuff. Like, I got very into it. Um, and so I think I, like, saw... It was probably a video of Jenna talking about some crazy, like, story uh, that I never would have heard I of. do. <laughs> because I just watched The Bachelor. Like, I don't know all of, like, the behind-the-scenes stuff. So, of course, me being like the kind of like creepy person that I am that's like what's really going on I started kind of like watching your videos and following you guys and um you know thought you were wonderful and also I think probably started sliding into your dms as well being being a thirsty bitch during this pandemic I was just telling them how you know I have never been a person to like want to befriend someone online or on social media like I've always just kind of like you know, I just have my friends in life or whatever. But during the pandemic, I've just felt so lonely. Yeah. And I've started true. reaching out to more people. But I've loved it. Like, I've made so many great friends on the internet that mm-hmm. just have, like, things in common with me that my friends in other parts of my life don't have with me. Yeah. So, I mean, here's the thing. the bachelor experience. The Bachelor world is really toxic. We'll get into it. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's incredibly toxic and it's incredibly sexist and all the things. Um, but there is a 
there is a large population of people who watch it who watch it with a critical eye and like a feminist yeah. eye and who you just you you mix with those people they are our people you know and so when I think like last year we kind of started pivoting we were always a, a podcast that like called out the bullshit but when we right. started doing it more online we lost some followers of course but we what we gained when we lost those what we gained yep. was an entire community of people who wanted to have a dialogue about the problematic aspects of it totally and then also yeah. just a dialogue in general as fans like we yeah. have people in the one dm stream who's like fuck this fuck this this is racist to like oh my god what do you think like mike's doing today you know like yeah it's, these oh, people totally. are, are complete like committed to it in the way that we are as well yes and it's a special but- beautifulness it is, and you need that because, like, everybody who watches a show like The Bachelor watches it for, like, different reasons. Mm-hmm. And I think when I started watching it, like, it was very much, like, I did – like, I knew they were people, but it was kind of like, oh, <laughs> this is probably so produced and, like, whatever. So it wasn't until I started watching it more and kind of getting invested in these people's lives, too, that I was like, this is, like, serious stuff that we need to be talking about because this shit is not okay. <laughs> Like, these women should not be skiing in their bikinis for this one man. I'm not okay with this. And all of the boys are just the most, like, white-bred, boring motherfuckers in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so before I forget, plug anything you want to plug. Oh, Throw yes. at us your Instagram, where we can find your podcast, where you live. I'm just kidding. Don't share that. I don't know my address, famously. Like, wow. I, I moved Impressed. In, I moved in, like, August, and when I ordered oh. Christmas presents, I got the address wrong on, like, literally half of them and had to reorder shit over and over again because so I So then you should share your address because it's going to be wrong anyways. Wrong. And then when yeah. people come to find you, they'll be disappointed. I see. Yeah. I understand. All right. So give us give us where we can find you. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at DateCardPod. Um, we also have a Twitter that I don't know the handle of, but it's probably something similar. Awesome. And uh, we do have a Patreon um, that we started in January of this year where we post extra memes, lots of fodder from Jenna about stuff that I don't know is true, but I just let her go off because, you, gotta. you know, sister, <laughs> I get it. I hear you. And uh, we post bonus episodes and we do, you know, some like streams uh, with our friends, which have been pretty special. Mm-hmm. Um, well, when we were talking the other day, you were talking about an interview that you were doing for Patreon as well. <laughs> yes. So it sounds like you've got some kind of like extra. Yeah, we're, we're trying to make stuff. that special, that area is special and different and, and the that. same, but just like, you know. Yeah. It's for like, it's Patreon to me always seems like it's like your closest friends. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? It's like the things that you would like, you share everything with, you know, the general population, mm-hmm. then your closest friends are going to come in to kind of want to know more about you or about, you know, the show and things like that. Where should we even start? Should we start? Should we start with what's going on in this season currently? And what mm-hmm. I actually, I really want to know what you think of Matt James as a bachelor. <laughs> Not really as a person, but as, like, a bachelor, do you think? Because I'm – I think he's handling things pretty well as far as getting rid of some of the toxicity. Sure. But I'm curious as to what your perceptions are of him. I would – I think the answer to that is really complicated mm-hmm. um, for a number of reasons because, like – it, I guess we had so long to sit with the fact that he was The Bachelor – um, before his season aired, and we mm-hmm. really got to see like a lot of behaviors that sort of like informed how we view him now. So it was a lot of like 
COVID partying. And <laughs> yes, you know, just like lots of like little things that made us, you know, like kind of weary of him in the first place. And also we're coming off of Colton being The Bachelor and Peter mm-hmm. being The Bachelor. So like in that regard, this has been In that regard, one- he is like <laughs> above head and, and shoulders above everybody else. Yeah, Breath exactly. Breath of fresh air, truly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he still kind of behaves in similar, like just I mean, it's like it's almost like He a- responds like he's like he's an athlete, which he was. Like, you know, I feel like a lot of his responses to things are very like politically correct or like the way you're supposed to say it because he doesn't want to like say the wrong thing. He also seems really uncomfortable to me. Like he seems like he'd be shy. In any other circumstance, and he's like out of his element. I don't know. Yeah. That's just how I feel. Jenna, what do you what are you thinking about Matt? So I mean, far? I think Danica is correct on a lot of. I mean, we just had so much time to sit with it. He's never been on the show before, so there's a lot of just like. Okay, but that drives me crazy. I'm sorry to cut you off, but yeah. no one's been on the show before. No, one, like, but I no mean, one's been a lead though. No one's been yeah, a lead. Yeah, but they've been on, but, been but on they've the show. been on the show before, so like. They know, like, the like Peter was on yeah. Hannah's season, so he yeah. knows how it goes, like, in a little bit and things like that, but you've never been the lead before. Yeah, but I think so you just, to me, there it's is kind a of vibe. Like, there is a vibe of just being in the system of it all. I guess. That I think, did you know he had that going against him per se? But also, it's more of, it's more of a perception of the audience and how we're going to see him. You mm-hmm. know, if you get to see them the entire preseason, you know, the previous season, you get a certain vibe. And you get to edit, and we didn't get that. And so the only edit we got to see of Matt was what we got to see of him outside of the show, which was his right. friend with Tyler, or sorry, with um, Tyler Cameron, who also is not that great of a dude. We all fell for him in Hannah's I, season. I <laughs> got so heartbroken when you found out that what, he's a turd. Yeah, I don't remember <laughs> what it was that came out, but it was recent, and I think I posted it on our podcast story because I was so upset about it. Like Tyler C was like the one for me where I'm like. Well, and Mike Johnson, like yeah. those two for me. Well, Mike Johnson's like, perfect, and he'll never do never be wrong. problematic. Yeah, oh, but Tyler, yeah, Tyler's he's not great, and so you just the combos are these two bros that are yeah. out there smashing beer cans in their heads. There's yeah. the whole MAGA element follows them wherever they go. We can't right. we well, can't I deny that, that they are MAGA, but we also can't prove that they are either. But when you can't deny it either, it's that's not a great vibe. And so you know, we just it's hard. And our podcast is really focused a lot. on on the political elements of these people this last year because, I mean, the election was one of the most important ones we've ever experienced. Right. So for me and Adanica to, like, ignore those elements to the contestants and their... It's it's just hard not to do. You know, like, it's their characters and their people on a television show, but they're also real people. And if they want to go online and say, I'm a real person, treat me as a real person, I'm like, okay, I'm going to. And I'm also going to take what you do politically and socially politically and how you treat other people also into how I view you as a member of this bachelor nation. So, yeah. And I think that's a hard thing for some people to do uh, (laughs) for obvious reasons. (laughs) It's interesting because that actually kind of brings me to um, thinking about Anna on this most. So this episode is going to go up this coming Friday. So there will be another Bachelor episode. Mm-hmm. Our time tomorrow will be going up and all that kind of stuff. So to us right now, the last episode was kind of when Matt got rid of like all of the uh, problematic women in the house for the most part. All of them. <laughs> Not all of them. But um, I was thinking about Anna. Yeah. And I was thinking about cancel culture because mm-hmm. I think that while it's important to 
you know, call people out or, or call people in as, you know, Keegan and I like to say, like, if we make if we make a mistake, like, don't yell at us. Tell mm-hmm. us where we got it wrong and mm-hmm. we want to fix ourselves and make it better. And I think that's kind of the thing with the show is that, like, when I was watching Anna last week on the show live, I didn't feel bad for her in any mm-hmm. way. But I only thought, like, I hope that she learns from this. Mm-hmm. I hope that there's something that she can take from this because I don't want her to be canceled. You know what I mean? If mm-hmm. this person can learn and grow and be a better person, then then she should be treated, you know, and, and talked to, you know, kindly and respectfully now. Before we recorded the last couple of days, I've been kind of looking up more Bachelor headlines than I usually do. I was kind of digging into the contestants more than I normally would. And they, from my understanding, again, I just, I'm new into digging deep into all the Bachelor stuff. So it looks like Women Tell All was being recorded recently. Yeah. So they didn't have their phones. And then they got their phones back. And it was like the first post since the episode and she um is maskless with friends yeah she's just with friends or whatever and sorry for those i just realized i started talking about anna and this whole circumstance without talking about the the context of all of this um anna is one of the contestants on the bachelor there was a group of new girls that came in like five episodes in or whatever which is just messy I did not agree with that situation but um these two were both living in Chicago so Anna was saying like oh I've gotten messages from people like look out for this girl she entertains men for money she's an escort like that's the worst thing you could possibly be in the entire world and she's got this shit-eating grin on her face the whole Mm -hmm. time and so the things that she did is horrible like Uh it made me want to punch my television screen and break it Uh but at the same time I appreciated the fact that Matt handled it in a way that I think was helpful for the viewer to at least be like look I don't think you're a horrible person even though me at the tv screen I'm like Uh you're a fucking horrible person like you know at the time but I appreciated at least that he took that opportunity to to kind of broaden the perspective a little bit because I think it's also really easy when we watch these shows to see what we see on TV and think that that's just how they are all the time. Yeah, Like, sure. it, you know, all negative qualities, all things like that. Now, with that being said, since, you know, her first post back to Instagram had nothing to yeah. do with yeah. any of her behavior, yeah. that to me speaks volumes. I, I, I agree with you. I also think that there's you know, um, a way to look at it where it's like, um, yeah, I mean, like, Jenna and I have very complicated feelings about cancel culture. I don't mm-hmm. believe it. I think it's a, more of an accountability thing at this point. And it's just like, you know, like, if you do things like that, maybe people don't trust you as much anymore. And that's, yeah. that's you know, you did and you something have to live that with that. broke trust. Yeah. And you have to prove um, through actions and whatever else that you're a trustworthy person. Mm-hmm. Um that said, she also turned off all of her comments for that week. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no way she to like, get a hold of her. But and I yeah. see I see why she did that because if we're looking at the majority of Bachelor Nation, they're not calling her in in any way. Mm-hmm. They're just like, "You exactly. stupid bitch! How could yeah. you?" You know, like <laughs> it's it's the it's the pitchforks and states. Yeah, right. You know, the, it's, it's not like, like a kind conversation. Yeah, it's the toxicity of the whole na- the whole you know enterprise. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Totally. Um, coming at her for <sighs> probably the wrong reasons and in the wrong way. So, like, yeah. not even saying that we're, like, we're right or that we're the most level-headed people. Mm-mm. But it's just, like, the lesson here is, like, you know, have Be you taken the time to 
learn about like how sex work is real work and like why would you say that about somebody and you know like if it's not proven to be true and like I mean she's learning an uncomfortable lesson I guess but did she really learn it like I can't tell that's the thing that I'm hoping comes out of I mean most of the seasons that I've watched there's always that person where it's just that hope that it's like I hope that you watch this and get some therapy Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And start to realize that your actions affect other people. You know, like I think that this show definitely attracts and wants those people that are obviously going to stir up controversy. Mm-hmm. And those people are typically going to be ones that don't always have the same views as people like you and I would and yeah. things like that. And the that's show, what makes the show so, yeah, like, crazy making. And the that's more, the whole point of it, you know? The more I get deeper into it, the more it's just so obvious that the show is a complete mirror of our society and all of the good and the bad That's a great more, point. more bad than good I suppose but you know we have progressive moments we have the steps we've taken in the last couple of years that have gotten better because of accountability and asking the franchise to do better but all of the negative things while incredibly harmful and not great are are like like it's it is showing the world what is going on and I think Matt you know broadening his like when he let her go home, it was just he was doing good for talking about how this is not okay. And then when he talks to Victoria about how like you don't say the word "ho" in any context, you know when you're yeah. when you're trying to like, be negative in what to somebody, is yeah. that a good thing? So except like, for if it's you and I, and I'm like, hey, yeah, ho, exactly. like that's it. That's so, the only context it's okay. And if I didn't know you, yeah, and I said hey ho, yeah, you would be allowed to hate me. But we know <laughs> that's know not I mean? we, like we know that's not how Victoria was saying it. And so exactly, exactly. Um, I think there's things like that, and I think that that is why sometimes I that's why I still watch it and that's why I still critique it and still go down this path is because it is a mirror and so there's like that duality like we were just we recently had an interview with Taylor Nolan and we really talked about like it like her season was during the election the 2016 election and just like you have you have Trump and you have Hillary and you have all of that in one like world and it exists and as much as we don't want it to exist it does did they talk about politics on the show because you can't like when it's recorded but like can you talk about politics like when they're not on camera yeah of course yeah but I don't think a lot of people do because also the people they're often picking to be on these shows are people who are not very active in their um communities in yeah. that way, you know? Right. So I can see how, like, a Becca Kufrin ended up with a Garrett, who is MAGA, and she's somebody who's been very publicly open about, you know, yeah, being liberal. You just get into this world where you don't, I don't know, you just, I think you... If you're going to marry somebody, like, honestly, that's... I was on Bumble for two days when I reconnected with my boyfriend after humble not brag. seeing him for eight years. Um, I know, humble brag. Uh, no, I'm just a serial monogamist. I don't know. So, um, but uh, I, um, yeah, my bio, my bio is um, on everything is like puppies, positivity, and the feminist agenda. Mm-hmm. So it's like, there's no question. Mm-hmm. Like if you are not down with the way that I clown, mm-hmm. you're not going to get down with me. It's just not going to happen. Like, so, and I am I am all for turning down anybody that has a problem with the way I view the world and things like that. So for me watching the show, you know, Tasha last season, um, 
sent somebody home out of like a difference of religion. Yeah. I didn't watch all of Tasha's season because I got really bored during the whole Claire Dale thing and then I couldn't get back into it after that. That's fair. <laughs> um, I did like, I, I still wanted to know what happened so I would like listen to recaps and you know all of that kind of stuff so I remember them talking about religion which I wish that they were allowed to discuss more of those things because I feel like yeah. they're yeah. they're almost like taking away the relationship aspect of the show by not showing what a real relationship is and that's talking about like you know where where do you see yourself in your life what are your political you know feelings your religious background all the like those are real things you need to talk about before you get engaged and that's like the point of the show is to get engaged mm-hmm. so what I do would, you you know i i would argue that like almost like with becca mm-hmm. um it you know when you live with like a certain amount of like privilege there's like Uh an almost plausible deniability Uh for her there i don't Uh it's not the same like i don't i don't feel the same way but like Uh maybe politics doesn't come up because it doesn't impact her yeah Yeah, right a whole lot until it does Uh until you figure out that your boyfriend is maga just as you're being like introduced into like you know that's a really good point yeah i think 2016 to 2020 for a lot of people especially like a lot of women who grew up in the midwest white women who grew up in the midwest Mm -hmm. yeah was a real like turning point like oh actually like my partner's beliefs are toxic like Mm -hmm. this is like this is a very weird thing going on yeah i'm from minnesota i I mean i'm from saint paul but keegan is from missouri and she's from a much more you know conservative background my parents are old hippies so i was raised much more liberally i mean i'm definitely the most hardcore in my family, um, but I was still kind of raised more in that environment. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, it's, one, it's something that I've definitely noticed on Facebook and things like that in the last four years of people, you know, we started our show right after Donald Trump became president because we needed that that relief. We need somewhere to be angry. That's why yeah. our show is Your mm-hmm. Angry Neighborhood Feminist, turning that into something more positive and things like that. So, and it's true, you know, Jenna bringing up the point of The Bachelor being kind of this mirror of reality. Mm-hmm. It, it's true. During that time where it was such a shift, I think, politically for so many people where you kind of had to become political. Mm-hmm. Like, you, like you, you couldn't just be moderate anymore. Mm-hmm. You had to kind of take a side. So I can mm-hmm. imagine during that time, especially not being people that would speak openly about politics that you would get into something and then be like oh shit I don't want to be <laughs> in this anymore to that point I think that like having um two black leads in a row is really powerful because they're not yeah. having conversations about you know like are you a democrat or are you republican they're having conversations about this is what it's like to live as a black person like this is like a trauma that I encountered that comes from being a black person and that is inherently political because yeah you know, the personal is political so, like, we're getting to learn more about them through, like, those little admissions that just didn't exist when there was a white lead because it was almost, it's almost like it has to be, like, something that the lead can mm-hmm. latch onto in order uh-huh. for producers or whatever is mm-hmm. going on in the background for it to yeah, matter and it, to them. It's, like, part of the storyline almost because yes, the lead is, yeah, yeah. exactly. So it, we're, it, and we're making a huge, it's, it's, 
making huge waves. Like where changes are happening. It's slow and steady and we feel like you go back 10 steps every week at times. But the fact that we are having conversations like Chelsea talking about her hair as a black woman, Mm -hmm. you know, the fact that we are having conversations like with Michelle. And then Caitlin Bristow posting about her hair thing. So that's the 10 steps backwards, right? That I just mentioned. (laughs) You you have Chelsea (laughs) having an empowering moment about her hair as a black woman and then you have Caitlin, a white thin woman talking about, oh, my body. It's like, bitch, please sit down. Yeah. But again, it's one of those things where hopefully then, you know, if somebody mentioned that to her, like, hey, that's not a good look. This is why. Hopefully she she, did. Right. Yeah. And hopefully she takes that in and she understands it and like can move forward with that. And that's the most important part. And that's right. You know, it's like she should know, but. No, no. And we we all don't know. I mean, we're, Danica and I are two white women and we've made many mistakes. Of course. uh, For the last, I don't know, I've been alive for 35 years. So I guess 30 30 years, um, I've been making mistakes, and... <laughs> oh, the first I, five years were good? Yeah, I was pretty good as a baby. Um, oh, shit, I fucked up from day one. Yeah, no, I, I, was know. Pretty, I was pretty angelic, but... <laughs> I'm 29, and I've also been fucking up for 35 years somehow, so... Well, yeah, and you know, Keegan and I always talk about how you have to meet people where they are, especially when you're yeah, talking yeah. about feminism. Yeah. There's no such thing as the perfect feminist. There's no such thing as everybody having the same background and knowledge yeah, and certainly. like it, it doesn't yes. exist like yes. that's not going to happen and so yeah. you know we have a spiel in the beginning of our show where we say from our own personal feminist perspectives mm-hmm. because I can't speak for everybody yeah. mm-hmm. and how they feel I can only speak for how I feel and through my experiences and things like and that where you're so, at right now yeah and it and we are change over time yeah, mm-hmm. and we're in an interesting climate politically, too, where I feel like there's also a lot of performative activism, and I definitely mm-hmm. think that The Bachelor has lashed onto that a lot yes, with, yes, yes. you know, which, you know, do I love the fact that Tasha and Matt were both chosen? Mm-hmm. Yes, and they needed to do that. They made mm-hmm. the right choice, but I hope in doing that, they're going to continually have more diverse cast and leads in the future, not just this year because it was a hot topic of conversation and things I mean, like that. You know? Yeah, we talked a lot about that over this year because that's been the only thing we can focus on, really, um, <laughs> within Bachelor Nation. Yeah. Uh, and it's, I guess, time is to tell, you know, we'll see. They yeah. made this one of the most diverse casts ever, but they also spent the majority of the time centering the white characters on the show. So, you know, you just, you hate to see it a little bit. But, you hate to see it. But you, you, but it's big steps. There's, there's steps, you know, you have to keep going and you have to have, I don't know. And that's why we're thankful for like communities that we're a part of. In the Bachelor yeah. Nation world, there's other podcasts that are out there doing similar work that we are. And Yeah, I love um, Crimes and Roses. Yeah, so Crimes much. and Roses. We love them. If you're not checking out them. If you like true crime podcasts and you like Bachelor podcasts, please listen to Crime and Roses. Yeah, but, they're yeah, great. It's, it, it's wonderful. And, I mean, it's it's just... I don't know. I feel compelled to do it <laughs> somehow. I know. I, I totally get... I completely understand. <laughs> I gotta say, one of my other favorite things just about watching The Bachelor right now, too, is that the drama is so out of my norm of drama (laughs) that it's almost like it puts my life into a little bit of perspective oh yeah I don't have to deal with I would never put myself in a position to be dealing with these things so it's fun to watch other people go through them and everything like that but yeah Oh, well, we had talked about, I, we've already gone for a half an hour, which I knew yes. this would happen, but um, I had asked you guys if you wanted to kind of like bring any topics of conversation that you wanted to. Is there anything that you want to talk about? 
I have a I have a little something. Yes, okay. Dan, you don't mind. Go off. Yeah. Um, I do mind. I asked you on the show and I don't want you to talk. Can you just sit there and be pretty? You know what? I don't blame you. Uh, I should stop talking at all times. No, never. Listen. 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 The Bachelor is a queer show. What? Do you want to hear why? Yes. Basically, like, the entire, like, queer community that I'm a part of um, is, like connected by a thread and it's who you've dated and we are friends because we all dated the same fucking person i've heard of this before it's kind of like the the six stages of removal or whatever it's called like we're six steps away from kevin bacon yeah Yeah, exactly that same kind of thing but it's with like relationships yes in the queer community and probably more specifically like femme leaning stuff Okay. You're friends with all of your friends' exes, and that's your community. Yeah, it's I love that. Period, and it's so supportive and nice, and you're just all rooting for your ex-girlfriend to find their partner, like, I period. It. It's beautiful. It's really great. Yeah, so they're they're just tethered for life to 30 people that they only know because they all dated the same fucking person. <laughs> that is a great point. And it's so, that's one of the things that I think is so funny, it's that, like... They become best friends with each other. Yes, they do. Yeah, yeah. the friendships. Yeah. It's so crazy because, like, I mean, that's – if I were on that show, that would be my my main focus is, like, I meet all these awesome women. This is yes. great. Matt, go away. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to talk over here. You know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never thought about it that way before. And that's why we have Bachelor Nation because everybody, like – it's almost like the shared trauma. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like you've all been through this. Like, you didn't have anyone else to speak to. You didn't have the outside world of any kind. You just had each other. Yeah. So you create this, like, everlasting bond. I totally understand it. And that's why, like, I I think it's so weird that they come back and, like, film their weddings for the show. <laughs> and make everybody come to it that you were all together and dating. And, and like, and yeah. then, or, like, just random people from Bachelor World that you've never met before come to your wedding. Yeah. Or, like, you know, just crazy things like that. And it's, like, when you think about it in a trauma perspective, mm-hmm. it's the shared trauma. Mm-hmm. So you'll always have a bond. Mm-hmm. That is so funny. I've never thought of that. I thought you were going to tell me that there were, like secretly queer people on the show that I should oh, be rooting no. for that are like because that's that's another thing that so we did an episode talking about The Bachelor like a while ago I listened to it recently and the sound quality was like giving me a headache it was awful so I apologize <laughs> if you went back and listened to it but um I, I was gonna say like I it's 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 like a, a it's a show that makes sense to me as a queer person mm-hmm. but it has a straight monogamous politics and yes to it that's the thing like keegan kept calling it archaic that was the way she kept referring it's archaic it's archaic it's like it's just it's man meet woman woman fight for man like it's just it's the simplest form of like what mating should be you know just like put on this pedestal and yeah it's i'm i'm curious as to how the show would even handle having somebody that would you know maybe be bisexual on the show that like i can only imagine that that would be treated horribly by the fellow contestants and that's probably what keeps queer people from wanting to be on the show you know we have proof that in fact that's true um it might have been during the season before or just after yeah. um when you guys talked about the bachelor we've had a couple of 
um, bisexual women. Well, we've had Demi and Christian. I almost forgot about them on Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we also have had Jamie and Alexa. Um, Jamie earlier. and Alexa. Jamie is from Nick's season, Nick Viola's season, and Alexa was on Peter's. No, sorry, Colton's season. Which one was Alexa? On uh, she, exactly. Um, unfortunately, she is a <laughs> black bi woman who was ignored by the franchise because the of franchise course. has very, very problematic uh, concepts. Um, she didn't get as much followers. She didn't get much screen time. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Are they are they out? Yeah, like they, on Instagram yeah, and things yeah. like that. What yeah. have, have you noticed any sort of like responses from? from the fans and the audience of like what their response has been to that (laughs) that that's part of what i was gonna talk about is just like um like as a as a bisexual pansexual person um like i was so excited to see like representation on there but the way that it happened was like super unfortunate i feel like because It's always, they always have, like, a token person on the season, and I feel like they're, like, dipping their toes in the water to see if, you know, like, evangelical Bachelor Nation is gonna lose their fucking mind about it. Right. Which just basically leaves, like, these, like, queer people, like, talking about, you know, their experiences and their identities, and they don't have anybody to lean on Mm -hmm. after that. So, like... It, and it's it goes back to, like, what we're talking about with, like, The Bachelor being, like, a mirror to culture. Because, like, do I want to see this representation? Yes. But I also, like, see, like, Midwesterners' reactions to seeing this representation. And, exactly. like, I feel like Jenna and I, and probably you as well, live in, like, a little bit of a bubble where, like, nobody blinks an eye yeah. at mm-hmm. queer people. Mm-hmm. Um, like... The gays are everywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we love it's it, just, and it's, it's amazing. It's part of life, yep. <laughs> yeah. And we don't have to deal with, like, on a day-to-day basis, living where we live. Yeah. Uh-huh. And in the communities that we exist in, like, uh-huh. having to defend our existence or, like... And your the, identity and The way we are, feel, yeah. yeah. And um, so it, it it's holding up a really ugly mirror about, like, oh, this is how my grandparents, like, actually feel about uh-huh. me, you know? know. And, like, so it's one of those things where I'm, like, the problem is culture, not necessarily the show. But, like, at the the root of it, the show is a problem. (laughs) And so, like, (laughs) well, yeah, I I don't, I don't, I don't not want, you know, queer people to be, I don't want queer people to be excluded. But I don't want them to have to go through that experience. And quite frankly, I'm happy in my little bubble where I don't have to see people openly hating bisexual people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or yeah. or even just like asking the question like, oh, are you really gay? Like you're dating a guy though. That's confusing. Like, yeah. Our, like in our world, we're a little bit beyond that now. Mm-hmm. And yes. now we're just having to and I mean, like, even and when you have to go back and explain something that should feel almost yeah. just like second, it feels second nature to you. So yeah. the fact that somebody else would be so confused about it, right? The season, I'm, the, is the season we had to recap that it was. I think Danica and I really bonded over that, but it was it was kind of traumatic. Like the episodes, yeah. if you go back and listen to that season of BIP of our podcast, yeah. Danica and I were very heated. Each episode was just like hour of us just like. Oh my god, we love this representation, but like watching everyone react to it online was just horrible because they, and you know, there were so many people who would be like, I am not biphobic, I am not homophobic, but 
Yes, I it's like that. I'm not racist, but, but yeah, but yeah. and it was just constant, and and everyone was quote unquote in support of Demi. It was that was it. Like everyone was okay with it. Yeah, but it was with caveats that they had to explain why it really. They should just go home then. Why do I have to see these two women in love if they are already together? It was like, well, that's what fucking Demi or, or Hannah G and Dylan are doing too. Like, yeah, you, exactly. Like, let's, send, let's send them all home as soon as they find each other. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> like, well, and that's that's the other thing is, is with Bachelor in Paradise, when you have multiple relationships yeah. going on, that's also kind of part of it is that you get to see more of individual relationships yeah, forming. Yeah. So the fact that we actually got to see Demi and Christian go yeah. through like some really tough shit yeah. like I that was my first bachelor in paradise and my god yeah. did I love yes. that season it was yeah. just because it, it seemed like real conflict yeah. like I, I can't but remember it, the guy that she was kind of seeing before Derek, Christian came Derek. on but he I thought handled it so well mm-hmm. I thought that you know at least from uh, from just an audience standpoint not mm-hmm. going online and digging any deeper or anything like that I appreciated the fact that it seemed like they didn't have to hide their struggles, especially Demi Agreed. with her sexuality, because yeah. Christian yeah. seemed much more sure of herself where Demi, you know, had been on the show looking for a guy, Colton. Uh-huh. She had dated a guy on Bachelor in Paradise already and having to bring up this big thing that could have potentially really put a target on her back in this made uh-huh. me feel really good t- to see it on TV. I don't uh-huh. know how everything has been since then, like on the internet with that, but... Yeah, seeing that was cool. I I super agree with you, and I think like when I think back on that season, um, like as a queer person, I feel I just still feel really weird about it um, Mm -hmm. because Demi was like what twenty three or twenty four at the time. She's like literally like a nursery baby, gay little baby, and like is just, like, coming into this for the first time, and it's hard to not view that through, like, a manipulative lens in Uh any way. Uh And, like, Christian was, you know, super set on everything, you know, like... Well, she was older, Elder too. Gay. Yeah, yeah Elder she gay. was older, and it seems like she, you know, just from looking at her Instagram, like, She'd has her community, has yeah. her people, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah Demi, mean, Demi wasn't, which is... But that's reality, too. No, you know yeah, what I mean? I, like, I, that's yeah, not I, what happens, I feel like, with we relationships. We that. No, I loved, I loved the parts of her when she talked about being new to dating women and stuff like that. That was very relatable. I think it was very important to mm-hmm. see. Truly important. And I don't feel like the show actually fucked up that part a ton. Like, that was pretty okay with me. I want to... I mean, um, I personally think I give a lot of props to Demi just for, like, being as outspoken as she is and because mm-hmm. she was outspoken already. Yeah. And she yeah. would just say these things that I feel like it almost made... Maybe it made the editors and the producers and everything feel better about it. I don't know. Because I feel like it could have... If it was any other person, I wonder if it could would have been a very different experience. <laughs> yeah, I think so. You know? Because, yeah, like, she's just this firecracker little girl, yeah. you know? So, yeah, very different. Yeah. I think <sighs> I... I I, I don't want to say that I had a problem with how it was handled. Like, I think at the time, yeah, I loved it and I was super comfortable with it. And I'm still, like, kind of comfortable with it now. But it does – the part that gives me pause, I guess, is, like, that she had to go through this very uncomfortable situation uh-huh. while being filmed. And I get she agreed to do it. I think it's just, like, r- a really complicated and personal situation Mm -hmm. that like I would not have wanted that period of my life to be televised yeah and so like I think it's hard for me to view it without there being some sort of like what does she benefit from this and Mm -hmm. what does 
production benefit from this mm-hmm. because, like, I, I think it's unbalanced in that regard. Yeah, yeah to me, I remember talking a lot of that time of having it feel like a Band-Aid situation. Like, we've yeah. had one person that isn't totally straight on the show, so now we don't have to deal with it for a really long time. And mm-hmm. they And they literally made money off of it. I mean, yeah. they, the way they promoted it, the way they... Yeah, and then there was the two proposals. Yeah, the whole thing. And and that's the other thing is just with the fact that the whole point of the show is to end in an engagement Mm -hmm. is the other part that's just very, again, I'm going to use the word archaic. Oh, yeah, I agree. Love and marriage is stupid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I've... (laughs) It's so funny. I I made a joke about being a serial monogamist, but, like, I have a really shitty dad. So my whole life, I'm like, I want to have kids, but, like, I don't want to get married. Oh, yay, daddy issues. Oh, yeah, Um, I did too. Oh, the trifecta. Yes. Um, So for me, you know, I was always like, well, I don't want to get married, but I want to have kids. Like, in my head, I was just going to, like, adopt a bunch of babies and be a single Mm -hmm. mom and, like, live my best life and everything was going to be cool. But then, you know, life happens and... I like people. I like dating people and gross. things like that. So th- oh, I know I'm. I'm so gross. It's horrible. <laughs> no, I'm, I live I'm with the, a boy. Ugh. I'm the very pessimistic side of this. This fucking. But you've got. Triad. But you've got to be. I mean, and that's the thing is, I've always been. I think I'm also a very like realistic person when it comes to relationships. I'm not a head in the clouds like yeah. you're my soulmate kind of person and more realistic, which is also why The Bachelor is fun for me because I get to see people who totally think. Oh, it's so that escapist way. in that yeah, way. Yeah, that is the true escapism of it i've always said that too it's i watch it and i go oh at least that's not me gosh that feels great i feel i feel pretty cool actually right now yeah oh my god (laughs) it's so funny so i was just talking to my mom on the phone yesterday and so my my parents are older my mom and dad got married in 1972 and they met in like 1970 at a bar like a nice bar after work or you know whatever and my mom was talking about uh the place they both worked my dad was an artist and working in ad in the ad world, she was like a secretary. And so she, you know, lived with her two girlfriends and had to work to make money. And she was like, oh, but pretty much every woman there was just to like meet a guy that worked for another department that had more money to like find a husband. And to me, that's kind of like when you go on The Bachelor, you know, it's kind of, it's that same thing. Like I'm here as the last resort to find a husband and and I'm here purely for that rather than here to build a relationship or to build like a true connection with somebody it's like i'm here because it's time for me to get married and that's why i feel like um kit at age 21 is definitely appropriate for her to be on the back is she 21 she's been because because as a 21 year old clearly she this is her get last chance at love this is her last yeah. chance at love okay this is her last chance at love True. and i really hope that she finds somebody and she can get married because i feel for this woman who's had to suffer for so many she years is. at the age of 21 <laughs> the poor woman i so i god I hope she finds somebody. Okay, but how... For the right reasons. Mm -hmm. Was I the only one that thought she was being sent home when she only got a nighttime date this past week? Yeah. Yeah. We did too, but, you know... I think think you want to make out with her. I do. Oh, she's hot as hell. Have you seen her? She's adorable. When her mom is, like, a famous fashion designer, I love all... I was, like, creeping on her mom's Instagram, and I was like, send me clothes. Yeah, no, like, Matt James, suck out that soul with your weird kissing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Speaking of which, so he he did an interview recently, I want to say with Good Morning America that I watched on YouTube, and he was talking about um, Kit and a bunch of the women and how he took a lot of things from them. Like, oh, yeah, you know, like, I learned a lot of fashion sense from Kit, and I learned about something else from somebody else. But he was also talking about you know Victoria and he was talking about uh Rachel who's on his season Mm -hmm. and Rachel has had some problematic 
things found on her, you know, through TikTok and things like that, a lot of cultural appropriation. Racism. Um, <laughs> most recently seeing, like, the antebellum ball that she went to yeah. that I realized was only, like, two years ago and not, like... yeah. Forever ago. And, and, you know, seeing him kind of bring up some of those topics, he just said, you know, you have to be really careful about what you post on social media. And that was kind of his only response to that. Like, I I just... That's the only thing he can say right now, unfortunately. He's on contract. He's in the middle of his own season. But do you think that says something about, like, what's to come on the show? Like, do you think any of that's going to come out? I, I don't think it'll come out on the show. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to come out after, and I think Rachel will be called to speak at some point about her behavior afterwards, but I don't think it's going to, like, ABC is not going to be like, oh, this racist bitch, you know? Oh, like, no, ABC is not going to at all. No, but, like, do you like, think it's, that, but, it's not going to air. Well, that's yeah. the other thing is, like, I'm wondering if, there, if she's even going to, like, yeah, maybe on Instagram she'll have to say something, but I don't think anything's going to come up. Uh, there's there's some... What some, if he ends up with her? Uh, there's some... We don't know. Um, we're a spoiler, and we're also, just to say, we're a spoiler-free uh, No, podcast. I don't want to give any... But I'm saying... No, I'm saying to the audience who's listening does. now, like, if they want to DM us, don't DM us, spoilers. People oh, yeah. love to do that, so we always have to tell everyone so they don't fucking no, do it. Please, yes, make that... No, nobody yeah. send them spoilers. But that's but that was my thinking when I was watching mm-hmm. that, is I'm like, yeah. what mm-hmm. if he gets to the end and he picks her, and then there's all this stuff that comes out about her bullying... So one of the things, the major thing that I first saw was that she had bullied schoolmates growing up for Mm -hmm. dating a black person. Mm -hmm. Um, And now she is on the show dating the first black bachelor, which is a hard dose of irony in her life, I'm sure. (laughs) Um, I hope she makes it to hometowns just so I can see any, to see if there's any sort of tension with the family members or anything like that. I find it fascinating. But I feel so bad for Matt in that situation. If I were to fall for somebody, like let's just say that like one of the, not even just Rachel, but one of the people on the show that probably, you know, is more on the Trump side of things. Mm-hmm. How disappointing would it be to get to the end, to fall in love, think you're in love with somebody, you want to marry them, and then have them turn out to be... Yeah. someone who's against who you are. Like, to me, that's that's the most anticipating part of this season is just, yeah. like, because of the social aspect of it, it's like, mm-hmm. what is going to happen with all this crazy shit? It's crazy. Oh, my God. Jenna, did you have anything you wanted to talk about? Oh, wait, before before we yeah. move on, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. From, the, from the entire bisexuality of it all. Yes. Um, I was going to say, just, like, as an addendum, because I know we've talked about a lot of things since then. Uh-huh. Watching The Bachelor, like, as a bi person when there was also a bi person on the show was really interesting because I got, I felt very, like, defensive of Demi, even though she's also done a lot of, like, problematic things in the past. But, like, I I felt for her and I was, like, rooting for her a lot. Uh And then I was just thinking about, like, uh, like how comfortable I feel in my own queer spaces, but, like, how the queer community in general views bisexual people, is there's still so much to go, even in our own community. Yeah. That, like, I don't... I think that I had, like, a... Like, almost, like, a shell-shocked moment where I was like, of course Middle America doesn't, you know, give a fuck. Doesn't understand it. Yeah, Yeah. it doesn't understand my experience because, like, people in my own community don't really understand bisexuality. Well, I mean, there's just, there's, like, a lot of gatekeeping within our own community. Like, Danica and I have had experience that a lot with, like, even other queer people being like, are you guys queer enough? Um, 
explain your queerness. Having friends that will even make their own jokes about when they're bi of like, you know, they just say I'm on my way to like gay town or, you know, they would make mm-hmm. little jokes about that with themselves. And um, especially in the skating community, which is surprisingly super homophobic. You wouldn't think it is, but it <laughs> is. Damn. So like if you're gay and a male skater, you have to stay in the closet until you're done competing. That's fun. Wow. It's crazy. We have so, Adam Rapon. That's not true. <laughs> he was the first. <laughs> the skating world is an interesting one when it comes to the LGBTQ community. But um, yeah, and uh, and also, you know, we, I have found myself being very invested in learning more about the trans community. It's something that I'm very interested in. I have transgender friends and things like that that have kind of um, drawn me to wanting to know more about that. We are so flooded with TERFs every time we post yeah. Anything to do with the trans community, like our comment section, I'm it's, reporting uh, every good, every yeah. two seconds, you know, and that's, that's the horrible. thing, again, when we're talking about the bubbles that we live in, I live in Los Angeles, you live mm-hmm. in Portland. So in my head, I'm thinking this is something that should be celebrated. This is something that should be talked about. Isn't this wonderful? And then I got to be knocked down a couple pegs by people who have to be shitty about it. You know what I mean? I think that's, like, actually one of the benefits of watching The Bachelor is that we have to interact with communities that are outside of our own, like, normal Mm -hmm. thought bubble Mm -hmm. all of the time to where, like, I mean, I think it makes things more frightening, but we have, like, a more realistic perspective because We're not stuck in the bubble in our head. Yeah. Yeah. We don't think that everybody thinks like us, you know? Oh, certainly not. Yeah, no. I think that's, it, it is, like, our comment section is pretty okay now, but when it, when the random... Pamela two three six seven eight comes through and says, Ooh, "Are some- we calling somebody out?" No, no, it's just they're always named Pamela with a bunch of numbers. <laughs> it's just how it is. Um, and they have a photo of them and uh, the dog. It's a dog as their profile photo, and and they're not even using the funny numbers. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's not like sixty nine four twenty. Yeah, no, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's just like they just put a serious. It's like there's a social security number actually. Yeah, probably. it's literally like <laughs> also just like zero posts, zero followers. Yes, you know, following yeah, us only just to give us shit and it's, it's just like it's just trolls yeah it's hard we get a, we get a lot of young teenage boys <laughs> cool that's fun it's the like the coolest population we have young never talked to a community. single one yeah. i know we, that's we are blessed we don't get that thank god fuck it's hell. very it's really sweet we actually have a couple of young men i should say that listen to us no, it's that's really great. wonderful no, trolls, we have like uh, we're definitely more female listeners but when we look at our demographics every once in a while it's always great to see the people that are guys that come in and talk with us and want to be part of the conversation we thoroughly enjoy it it's great got to get more perspectives in here you know well jenna did you have anything that you wanted to bring to the table today well i want besides your beauty it kind of wraps in a lot of what we've already been discussing and i think it's another question we get often so i wanted to talk about it is like mm-hmm. the representation of fat bodies on the show um so as somebody who is identifies as fat like i've also had that journey of thinking about it you know do i want that representation on the television show or do i not really and i've come yeah. f- to a big understanding recently that I don't want it. Not yet. (laughs) Unless the show is going to do it correctly, which I don't have faith that they can, um, based on all the other times that they've tried to talk about certain things have not done it perfectly. Um, But then again, you're like, oh, should something do it perfectly? No. Yeah. Will there be a good discussion from it? Yes. 
I'm prepared to have that discourse with people. If we were to ever have it in the next couple of seasons, I'm prepared to have that discourse with, like, our community. Yeah. But it does give me a lot of stress to think about the idea because here's what what realistically is going to happen. They're going to cast one plus-size woman... Just one. Just one among all the other Instagram models that they usually cast. Yeah. Yeah. And she's going to have to take the brunt of all of the discourse of that, both good and bad, much like the demi-bisexual element. She's going to get so much support, but the support is going to be often toxic because as a plus-size person, I get a lot of that. And she's going to have to constantly be, like, reaffirming her... Yes, herself. You know what yeah, I mean? Like so, it's it, because and it's it's exhausting. It's to have exhausting. To, it, She's to gonna have, have to, to educate people all the time to, on things. You know what I mean? All, so yeah, all yeah, day like, she'll have comments being like, "Oh my god, you're so brave! Oh my god, you're so brave! You wore that outfit aren't on that the show." Compliments you think they are? Yeah, they're nope. not compliments. So if yeah. you're saying that, if and if you're a, a straight sized person listening to this podcast now, and you you have beautiful plus size women in your life, or any any gender. You know, telling them that they're brave for wearing a crop top is actually <laughs> really, it's harmful. It's harmful. It it's is a microaggression. It's a microaggression. Yeah, I exactly. I completely understand you. So yeah. as as somebody that's dealt with a lot of body dysmorphia yeah, in her life yes, and he, things yeah, like that, I've been course. recovered for seven years, saved my life, thank God, you know, all this. So it's something that I'm always very hyper aware of as well. So I was actually kind of, my ears perked up with Victoria a lot this season yes, because yes. I see, I wish I could talk to that girl. I just want to yeah. hug her. <laughs> and I just want to tell her that she's enough. You're enough. You don't need to be the queen. You don't need to Mm -hmm. be any, you don't need to bring other people down. You as Victoria, who you Mm -hmm. are is just Mm -hmm. fine. Mm -hmm. Because to me, you know, she, she mentioned, I was afraid I was going to look fat in the wedding dress or, you know, like she would make these little comments that were to me very, very real. Like Mm -hmm. that's not her like persona, overly confident self trying to kind of like make a joke at herself. To me, that seemed very, very real and, like, a very big insecurity. Yeah, she's, like, attempting to be vulnerable in a way that... She just... I feel like that she hasn't just, like, had enough affirmation in her life and hasn't yeah. been told the truth, like, right. literally for her whole life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, you Which know, it's hard... normal. Yeah, but it's it's hard to see somebody kind of go through that... Mm-hmm. kind of what what I see and I'm not trying to diagnose her but it's kind of you know a body dysmorphic way of thinking of mm-hmm. of being so hyper aware of being around all these all these other women being in a wedding dress wanting to look a certain way and Victoria looks no different than the rest of the cast like mm-hmm. she there's nothing you know I would never consider her to be a, a bigger woman at all but, here, I'll but in her, her own mind and her own securities yeah. the things that she's saying to me yeah and I'll, and I'll give her so much. I'll give her credit to then add into the other bigger picture of body on the show is that wedding dress date obviously was uncomfortable for a her clearly because of her issues with her body and b if there was anyone who was bigger than anyone else in that show would not be able to participate in that date. That's why the show is That's problematic. That's a great point because they're probably all like the same size. So you were yeah left with of like two dresses and I yeah. bet they're going to be the ugly ones that right. none of the other. So the show is not making itself a safe space for people with different body types, you know. And so if we had one, we had a plus-size woman on there, it would just be problematic and not good. And But, you know... Not I, a positive move for the community It wouldn't be as a positive whole. move. Yeah, it would yeah. not. But I also think we have to make steps eventually towards that. I think in an ideal situation, if I could make it work, it would be like, 
the person would be the lead and they would just, you know, they would elevate yeah. it to a desirability that is um, higher and that we could just that have that That they have to fight making... for them, exactly. not the other way around. Yeah. yeah. So I would, I would love that, I guess. But even then, that would be wrought with issues. We joked yeah. on a bonus episode with our friend Allie about how like, all the uh, promotion imagery would probably be like about curveballs and like a league of their own. Yeah. And, and, oh, because like... they always do the movie posters. Yeah, exactly. For their... Yeah, so it exactly. would be just utter trash. It would but... be, but you know, and I think if just like anybody who's going to be a trailblazer on a reality show, yes. I think that you have yes. to be one of those people that like has the thickest skin. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you're if you're going to be the first, and as a fat person, I have very thick skin. <laughs> but also, like that seems like a shut up. Jenna... <laughs> Good joke, Jenna. Thank you. Um, but we love also, her. Like, we love that's her. an unfair like expectation to have of somebody. It's I feel so like. unfair and. Yeah. And also, I mean, like, um, to add to, like, all the points we've been talking about, like, I think that in a situation where we cast a fat lead or we we have, you know, multiple contestants even yeah. who are fat on the show, we've sort of – we sort of have the last four years again as a mirror. Like, even, like, people who are on the left were just, like, making fun of Donald Trump's body. And it's like, we see how you feel about fat people. You're yes. you're making fun of his actual body. So it's not yeah. even just like a left versus right thing. Yeah. Everybody, Everybody is fatphobic does. in our society. It's, it is, I would say, you know, one of the oldest ways that somebody who wants to cut somebody down, it's like is the easiest, body. oldest yeah. way to try to make someone feel bad about themselves, yeah. even though there is absolutely no tie to the the body that you have, to the person that you are, you to are, people, exactly. if they want to be mean, especially to women, yeah. if they want to be mean, yeah. you can make a comment about their body and it's going to tear them down completely because Can't that's, we just talk about because societally eyebrows? we've been told to think that way about <laughs> ourselves. It's just complete bullshit. It's horrible. No, it's totally, uh, it's very So yeah, that's, that's my little thesis on that and it, it just ties into like everything we've been talking about so totally I mean, it, it to the good and the bad of it and we'll have that conversation one day i'm sure um because i do think that uh abc is at their office and they have a big whiteboard and so they're checking off all the i different... live only a couple of miles away from abc <laughs> what do you, you want me to do <laughs> i can just see them checking off all the different types of isms that they're trying to attach and so fat eventually is going to be on there and they're going to get to it one day and when that happens make sure you pay me for my um dialogue Exactly. And being, <laughs> and be incredibly supportive and wonderful to the person so that even if there is negativity, that, mm-hmm. you know, all the positivity will kind of outshine it. Outweigh, yes. Yeah. So we, we've gone to an hour now, but there's one yeah. thing, because this is coming out after this Monday's episode, and mm-hmm. I know I can talk to you about this because you, you posted about The Bachelorette being mm-hmm. announced this yes. morning. Yes. So because oh, I have you here, I have to talk to you about it instead of just direct messaging you later, which is going to be way more complicated. <laughs> so they said Katie, who I love. Yeah, I love, love Katie. Katie. I wish you'd be my friend in real life. Like, yes. I want to be her friend. I hope she's as great as she appears to be because if she's not, I'm going to be heartbroken. Yeah. Um, Reality Steve leaked that she is going to be the Bachelorette. But then... You posted other stuff that yeah. threw me for a loop. I'm assuming it's Jenna. I think it was yes. Jenna that did this to me. Because then Always. one of the other contestants was like, nope. Mm-hmm. False. But do you think she's saying that to throw us off? Yeah. There's two possibilities happening at once. Okay. Two options. 
Um, either somebody fed uh, Reality Steve bad info intentionally. Um, which happens. Which happens. Typically, he doesn't spoil this kind of thing wrong when it's talking about a new lead. He can spoil other things pretty incorrectly at times. Because doesn't he kind of try to, like, get multiple, like, fact-checking sources yeah. to make sure and so this was this would be something that I would really think that he wouldn't post unless he himself thought it was very true. So that means whoever gave him the information he quote-unquote trusted but then there's the other thing that is total J Anon, which is me, Jenna Anonymous, <laughs> is that it is true, but Mari and Katie are now coming out saying it's not. Katie posted an Instagram story today being like, woke up to a bunch of texts. I don't know what you all are talking about. Um, and so they're trying to throw us off. I think she's off. flirting. Yeah, I think I, she's flirting. So they're trying I, to throw us off so that I they can. I thought that Katie maybe didn't know. And that maybe she found out no, along no, with. they don't. They don't do it that way? Okay. That's that was my was. thought. I was like, well, maybe she's just as surprised as we are. And like they were going to announce it like live to her or something. I don't know. I don't no, know what I, you're talking about. Nah, no, no, no. Um, not in <laughs> this knows. particular case. And so she knows whether way, one way or another. And I think that she is, um, there. there's the potential that the producers are having them try to do a false flag because yeah. they want to, um, A, announce it themselves. And B, the whole thing has consumed Bachelor Nation for the last 24 hours and moved us from focusing on racist Rachel. And so I think it's a conspiracy to distract us while they do something else. And mm. I think that it means Katie is the Bachelorette, but yeah. that they're trying to say, when they say false, because Reality C said that it was announced at the Women Tell All and that Katie goes home on Monday. And so... Which, how does saying, Katie go home tomorrow? Because I saw I, the clip from that day. She has a one-on-one date. I know, but they sometimes they send people home on one-on-one dates. Well, I know, but usually, like, not toward the end, right? No, because, like, no, no. Sometimes if it just isn't vibing. But they looked like they were having the so end, much though. fun. But maybe they're, like, it's more true. friends. Maybe he yeah. felt, like, more of a friend vibe with her. Yeah. Okay, so that would make sense. she could be saying false because that part's not true. Maybe she does stay. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe she does stay. So she she can still be telling the truth when she says it's false because she's talking about one part of it and not the whole part of it. You're thinking like a lawyer. Yeah. Like, you should, you should consider going to law school if you thought about it. <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah, Jenna, one of us needs to go to law school because you're just spreading bullshit. You're like, <laughs> technically, she's not lying. Yeah, technically, technically she's not lying. She's yeah. saying that. Yeah, totally. Um, and, you know, the reason that I, because I had messaged you when you were like, I think it's Maga Ann, which is what you call Hannah Ann, which I love so much. <laughs> and I'm like, it's not one. No, it's not going to be because they, I, I hope they know better because I think that a uh, lot they? of people. Do a they? A lot of people. I think a lot do of people they know feel better? the same way. I think that it would be, I think it would be a giant mistake to go from Matt James to Hannah Ann. Oh. I agree I'm just with saying, you, I think but that I don't I, trust the show to not do that. She's they still want money, lost at the they old want money. resort. <laughs> yeah. We can't find her, so they cast Katie. It's yeah. But everybody, all former contestants, like, everybody's been talking about Katie forever. Yeah. Like, since yeah, the yeah. show started, she yeah. went from being a dildo girl, which I take offense to because that was not a dildo. That is a vibrator. vibrator. Yeah. And I'm they sorry keep for calling it a dildo. <laughs> I always call it a dildo, and then I correct myself like two hours later. I'm like, oh shit, sorry. Because a dildo looks more like a penis, right? And a vibrator. No, a vibrator just has a mechanical element to it. Is that all it is? And a dildo is just, it's just a piece of something. A penetrative thing. 
I think dildos no. can be bright vibrators. But, but vibrators can't vibrators be dildos. Are di- <laughs> my, my dildo has a vibrating element to it. Okay. Fair. So then you would call that a That'd vibrating vibrator. dildo. That's why I get confused, and that's why I say it's wrong all the fucking time. That's, that Y'all is very crazy. confusing. Okay. I'm, yeah. You know I, what? I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna throw it in the garbage. You guys can get me a new one. Great. So this is a dildo. Oh my god! I wish this was a was a visual. Hold on. Where's my fucking phone? I have to take a picture of this right <laughs> now, and it's gonna it's gonna have emojis over it, so our our like high school listeners won't be offended. Okay, that's a dildo. That's a all dildo. Right. And this now is a show vibrator. us what a vibrator is, Jenna. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Do we have? Oh, for a second, I thought we had the same vibrator. I got really yeah. excited. We don't. It's okay. different. And uh, mine looks like the corn cob, but has a, an element attached to it where it vibrates too. Yeah, because yeah. that was one of the big things. Like I know that like there's other hills to cross with this show, but the fact that they keep referring to what Katie brought on night one as a dildo is very upsetting to me because it's like, no, she wasn't bringing a dick on the show. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. She didn't bring something that, like, should be not on television. She brought something that, like, you know, yes, they blurred it out, but is not something that is, like, totally to uncalled fair, for for television. To be fair, her vibrator was ugly. It was. It what, was, it very was it, wasn't it kind of the rabbit? It had the yeah, little deal it, it at the was bottom? very ugly and cheap. Um, and we are starting a GoFundMe for Katie to get a better vibrator. Um, I think that's so, great. <laughs> I think that so, should be such a... You know what? You don't have to because how many guys night one are gonna bring her or yeah, make exactly. or no? They're gonna make a joke about how she no longer needs a sex toy because yeah. I'm all you need now, girl. No, we still need masturbation. Well, that doesn't everyone go away. everyone should start following Katie because she's about to get so many sponsorships and we all need the discount. We all need the <laughs> discount. We should be following her anyways. I was looking at her old Instagram posts even and um like her name is Vent with Katie and she's just yeah. so real and lovely and yeah she's very very. Honest. Apologetic, and to yeah. me, that's the most attractive thing about a person. Is if you are yeah. just authentically yourself, I'm gonna love you no matter what. She's Even also openly, she's also openly liberal, and she's mm-hmm. also openly like sex positive. So yeah. I think it's a win. So is I Maggie. Think, Maggie yeah. is super like openly liberal from the show. Who are some? Who are some of the other ones from the show that we should be like rooting for this season? That would um, be a good way to kind of end this. Who should oh, we yeah, be rooting idea. for this season? Yeah. Uh, Maggie, Chelsea, love Brie, Chelsea, Michelle, Michelle. Um, I love. We're from. Love okay, Michelle. so fun fact about Minnesota because Michelle is mm-hmm. from Edina. So Edina is the very first wealthy suburb of the Twin Cities. Mm-hmm. We call them cake eaters. <laughs> so my mom and I both watching The Bachelor when we see Michelle, who we both want to win. By the way, she's our favorite. We are both like team michelle 100 percent, but we're like the cake eaters on so <laughs> i love that Do you know what's uh, wild about the bachelor this season is like i like so many of these women so i feel like this is like probably the most progressive cast mm-hmm. in general because well, it's the most diverse time. yeah and everyone, but also progressive yeah literally everyone that i am rooting for to win i'm like oh wait the prize is matt <laughs> Oops. <laughs> but that's why I've been rooting for Katie for The Bachelorette since night one. Yeah, exactly. I didn't even, like, I, my friend Caitlin and I both watched The Bachelor. I don't have a lot of friends that watch it, which is why I love communicating with you guys online because I don't have enough of it in my life. So, um, but we do like a power ranking or whatever. So I had Katie as my number five in parentheses bachelorette since yeah. night one so yeah. for me like the people that I really want to do well I'm almost like I hope you make it on paradise or like become super popular just in the zeitgeist to get treated wonderfully and some wonderful mm-hmm. man is, or woman whoever is going to sweep mm-hmm. you off your feet and you're going to be happy but usually I don't want them to end up with the bachelor yeah. no yeah. or or at least you make 
the most money. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I will settle for you making a fuck ton of money. Yes. I want yeah. good things for your life, not necessarily Matt. I do have to say, though, I, I, I am tentatively liking Matt. I don't think we would be friends. Yeah. We wouldn't hang out. We wouldn't or anything like that. But oh, I no, gotta say, yeah. on a whole, I am not against him. Like I have been with every other bachelor or no, bachelorette. Certainly. No, no, he's he's on, when, so. we, when we put him in comparison to the other ones, he is wonderful and great, and he's very attractive, and he's nice. He's he's gentle with the women. He's so, um, yes. He seems like he's listening. You know, like I think like when I look back at Colton and Peter. They weren't really Although, listening. All when they, he you know, says have is, "I love that." It's well, like so did SNL. Ari. Yeah. So did Ari. Um, so let's not get too deep. But no, I I think that. You know, he's doing well, and we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah, I mean, it's also, it's just a, it's a, it's a very, it's a very lively season, and something that's very compelling, and it's, at times, can be exhausting because of, like, the bullying and all the other things that I are know. going on. I but wish we, we could talk for we love four it. hours. We're, and yeah. you, you have to meet Keegan. Like, yeah. I can't wait for the four of us to get together. You have to come back on. We're Definitely. finally kind of starting to get guests on the show because we usually record in a teeny tiny closet. But now that the pandemic has happened and we've gotten so good <laughs> at recording from far away, um, we finally feel like, okay, let's get some more different people on the show. Um, thank you so much, Thank honestly. You so like much. I can't tell you how excited I've been about this that you guys agreed <laughs> so to do sweet. it and that I was gonna actually get to like talk to you in person. <laughs> I'm I am personally a huge fan of both of yours. I adore both of you so much. So I really appreciate you taking the time and being so here sweet. and being hilarious and wonderful and sharing your thoughts on something that I think a lot of our listeners probably love to hate. Being yeah, a bachelor. Exactly. You know, so I think and it's that's something the right thing to do. That's yeah. the right thing to do. I hate watching it with us. So yeah, thank you exactly. so much for having us. Um make sure if you're interested in hearing more of our thoughts. Yeah. Uh, please plug us. plug yourself some yeah. more, please. We have a date card date card pod. You can find us on all of the streaming platforms. Follow um, them on Instagram. You will yeah. not you will not regret it. Trust me. Follow Jenna them on in, Instagram. Jenna puts in so much work to that and I see it sometimes. <laughs> I love yeah, it. The, that's I a date it. card pod on Instagram, and um, we post memes, uh, commentary, thoughts and feelings, crying, laughing, um, shitting on people, and a date card podcast on Twitter. And then again, our, our Patreon, if you're interested, after after you fall in love with us, at uh, patreon.com slash date card pod. Um, and yeah, thank you guys so much for listening and yeah, you know, I don't know. Whatever. I, Again, message us only if you like us. Do not message us if you don't. Oh no! And and honestly, <laughs> I can reassure you. I'm just kidding. I we are we are the luckiest people in the world, and we we tell our listeners all the time how much we love them because they are like the sweetest cinnamon rolls of people. Like Ooh, so yeah. accepting and loving and wonderful. So no, every and that's part of the thing is you know I want everybody else to fall in love with you as much as I've totally fallen in love with both of you and your show <laughs> and your Instagram and everything that you stand for. You're wonderful. I love both of you. So thank you so so much. I'm going to give my little spiel now at the end so I don't mm-hmm. forget. Um, if there's anything that you want um, me and Keegan to talk about in the news in the future when she gets back. Um, again we are also setting up our Patreon and setting up merch and we want to hear from you guys about different content that you want from us. Uh, what kind of merch you want. The best way for us to give you what you want is for you to tell us. So go ahead and email us at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com. Direct message us and follow us on Instagram at angry neighborhood feminist. We have a 
Twitter that we never use at Yanf Podcast, Y-A-N-F Podcast. <laughs> Go to our Facebook business and group page, chat with the fellow listeners on the group page, and rate and review us on that Facebook page. When you're done there, hop on over to Apple Podcasts, rate and review us there. If you do so, you'll be featured on our Instagram on Tuesday for Reviews Day Tuesday. If you are not tagged in that post, please call yourself out and we will tag you in that Instagram post as well. <laughs> That's all that we have for you today. It's so funny. Like I, we have, so we do this thing when we sign off. I say, that's all we have for you today. With all that being said, we encourage you to, and then we both say, rage on. Mm-hmm. And I've never, I've never had to end an episode where it wasn't just Keegan and I. So I think I'm just going to say thank you again so much for being here. I appreciate both of you so much for taking the time. And... That's it. How else do you, how are you supposed to end a podcast? Fart noises. All right, pressing stop now. (laughs) As you should. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.